It's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. All right, Lauren Grace here and welcome to the show. My guest today is David Fishman. He is back for part two where we are exploring the 12 core themes of ACIM. So before we get into that conversation at hand, let's go back and find out a little bit more about Dub. So having founded, sorry, having found ACIM, A Course in Miracles in 1977, Dub knew this would be his life's work. With the burning desire for the truth, ACIM filled his purpose. He's led ACIM meetings and groups since 1980, and he recognized that developing and trusting in the higher power was key to remembering the truth of who we are. Everything is given once we recognize the nature of love, peace, light, and the eternal. What we receive, give, share, and all that is given is given to ourselves. So David, or we call him Dove as well, is joining me today. We're going to be talking about the 12 core themes of ACIM. Now, just for our listener at home, this is actually part two. So I would really strongly recommend that you go back an episode and you listen to part one, because this is sort of a... um, Well, this is a flow on from that. Now, David, I would love for you, uh, we were talking off uh, before I hit record about your beautiful book. It's called Into Oneness, Thoughts and Prayers on the Way. And uh, I got myself a copy on eBay and uh, it's a brand new version. I'm very happy. I love it. And I was wondering if maybe you could tell our listener at home sort of the unique way of going through your book and... uh, I thought that would be a nice way of starting things off as well. So welcome, first of all, and uh, thank you for being here. All right. Thank you so much for having me. And it's always been a pleasure joining with you and, and sharing the, the ideas and the principles of A Course in Miracles. First, I, I'd like to say that uh, the course, the, the 12 themes that we're discussing is also listed on the menu bar of my website, if anyone wants to go there and look at them. It's the uh, the uh, the website is called onemindfoundation.org. And if you go there, there's a menu bar and you and it says uh, it either says the 12 themes or 12 something of, of a course of miracles. But but it's right up on the menu bar. You click it and you'll be able to read the entire 12. OK, with regard to, to, to the book itself, it was not something I wrote. Literally, it was something that I was teaching when the internet first started, there was no microphones in those days and everything was done in, in text. And a woman who was the editor of the book, her name is Valinda Vujovic, copied and pasted everything I said for about three or four years. She, she took the best of what she liked. She went to Kinko's, she turned it into a book and she called it into oneness and she actually designed the, the cover as well. The way people use it, because it's not a book to be read from cover to cover, because, because the book itself, uh, some, some pages could have uh, a word or two or a sentence or two, and some can have a couple of sentences. So it's whatever it is that she took. So why don't we do exactly what it is that I recommend to anyone who has the book? Just close your eyes, ask for guidance, guidance, healing guidance, close your eyes and 
wherever we open up, and we're opening up on page 112 and 113, which, which is, looks just like this. So uh, both pages seem to have, uh, well, one, one, 112 is a couple of paragraphs, and 113 is only one sentence. So let's see what 112 has in store for us. Love cannot be taught, for that is who we are. But the blocks to extending love, which is our fears, let's use today and every day to remember who we are by extending random acts of love to all that we meet. For nothing will dissolve the forms of fear that keep us bound faster than as lesson 30 says, God is in everything I see because God is in my mind. For here we are either host to love or a hostage to the ego that we made. And then it says, choose. We look at page 113, because I always say, wherever you open up, it's on the, whatever the guidance is on the left side and on the right is your guidance for today. And 113 simply says, love is in the air. It's in our minds. It's the eternal spring. And here is here and now to use it. So you can only extend the, the nowness, your presence, the love's presence right now. The mind loves to go into the past and think that it knows everybody from its past judgments, its, its past thoughts about them. But when you just be with somebody in the here and now, there are no judgments and you could just extend that peace, the light and the love that we truly are in truth. The mind has all kinds of thoughts about who we are and who others are. And of course, that's the ego mind. I like to say that, that uh, I teach now that we have an inner smile. If you go to your inner smile first, which is in your heart, the inner smile is not in the mind, it's in your heart. If you go to the inner smile, you can almost feel yourself smiling already. You're already in the light. You're already connected to the light. And you're extending that smile. You're extending that light to whomever you're with. I can see the smile on your face now. It's so true. And isn't it funny how when you smile, you just, you feel different. You feel lighter. You feel at peace. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that, David. That was so beautiful. And I, I just had to share with you because I just think you'll appreciate this. So I had my book closed beside me. I closed my eyes with you and I know you held on to your book and set set the intention for getting guidance. And then while you were reading it, I thought to myself, oh, that's so beautiful. I want to take a photo of it. And so I just turned to the side. I flipped the, the book open just for a second and I landed exactly on 112 and 113. How really is exactly that is. That's that synchronicity <laughs> to the nth degree, really. I just, and there's I just, like, yeah, there's like 330 pages in here. So that, yeah. that that's really an amazing thing. Yeah, okay. that was amazing. And I had that moment where yeah. I went, okay, I guess this yeah. is exactly right. And exactly where we're meant to be right now. So yeah. let's get into the subject. At, yes, go ahead. I just, I just want to say there's one other adjunct to the inner smile. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's, there's a line in the course where the author, Jesus is saying, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Choose one, for you can't have both. 
Now, the ego always wants to be right. It wants to defend itself. It wants to win whatever the argument is. It wants to, it wants to be the one that comes out on top. So it doesn't care about happiness. To it, uh, being right is being happy. But you actually have to choose. Do I want to be right or happy? The moment you choose being happy, the inner smile is available to you. Yeah, I, I'm not interested in being right anymore. So I just wanted to share that with you. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And, and I think that, you know, in a way, if you think about it from an energetic point of view, it actually takes a lot of energy to be right, you know, because there's sort of this kind of, you know, there's this energy behind it that's almost I'm better than you because I know better or, you know what I mean? There's almost a power struggle there. And I guess when you're talking about understanding that there's no need to be right, there's a sort of peace that comes with just sort of letting things be as they are. It also does one other thing. It reinforces the belief that we're separate, that, that you're over there and you have your point of view. I'm over here. I have my point of view, but we're separate. We're different. And as long as I believe in separation, which is a mistaken perception, because in truth, we are one. That's that's why the name of the book is called Into Oneness. Uh, heaven is simply an awareness of our perfect oneness. If I live in separation, I'm, I'm already in hell. And and if, if you believe in separation, you you feel that you have sinned, sin meaning that I need something from somebody out there. I am without. When you are whole and complete and perfect as God and love created you, you already have everything. You don't have to search for something outside of you. Beautiful. So I would imagine that in order to embrace that and be open to that, we need to let go of the past, which is a good segue into number four, which, uh, you know, believe it or not, we only got through the first three core <laughs> principles last time we spoke. So uh, let's continue on with number four. Can you start yeah. that off for us, please, Doug? Yeah. So, so number four of the 12 core themes is I let go of all my past goals, opening my mind to truth. So, you know, I was I was thinking just before we started, this course or Course of Miracles isn't really not for everybody. I mean, if, if a person is very invested in in getting things done in the world, then then their goals are very important to them. But if you come to a place where you say there must be another way of seeing this world because the world is crazy the way it is. And I really want the truth. Like, like, why am I here? What's my purpose for being here? If you really want the truth, then your purpose is different than somebody who just wants to get something, to accumulate something, to have more of something. And so those are two different goals and purposes. So when it says I, I uh, let go of all my past goals, if, if my past goals is to get something, I want to graduate, I want to get a degree, I, I want to become higher in business, I, I want to have my own business, I'm on my own company, my own this. So you always have goals for this. Uh, that doesn't lead to truth. It, it just leads to going round and round, always chasing something outside of you. There's a, there's a line in the course or a whole section that says, look not, look not outside of you for the peace of God that you already have within you. 
So really the course is about going within instead of looking outside. Lesson number seven of the 365 lessons literally says, I see only the past. So in my mind, I'm, I'm only remembering the things I learned about you, about other people, about the world, things I have to avoid, things I like to prefer over other things. So I have a whole list of judgments that I have made that I think is going to keep me safe. Now, some of them you actually need, like you have to know to stop at a red light. You have to know to stop at a stop sign. You know you have to go at a green light. So there, there are things that, that, that are useful to your just getting in the world. But if you want truth, anything from the past will not allow you to know the truth of what you are as love created us, as God created us. Wow. So there's a lot to unpack within that because when I was, oh, I'm sorry, that's my puppy in the background. He agrees that there's lots to unpack. So, you know, when we're talking about the past, I know that, you know, in the course, it was basically implying that when we look at all the things around us, that we have a sort of a past memory of them. But when you were speaking, I was also thinking about the word ambition. And I was wondering what your thoughts were on that. Ambition uh, definitely would be an ego trait that you want to uh, uh, get something you, you want to. Well, if you look at ambition as I want the truth. So, yes, I, I become inspired. So it's an inspiration. I become inspired to just want the truth. And there's many people in this world who do turn to a spiritual way of looking at things because somehow they realize that the world is somewhat of a game that they're tired of playing. That usually doesn't happen in our younger years. In our younger years, we are ambitious, we have goals, we want to succeed. But in my life, for instance, as I got into my 30s, <clears throat> I realized that all the things that I wanted, I actually had acquired, I actually had achieved. I was doing very well financially, but then I had a, a huge letdown. I, I, you might say I had a, 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 a crash and burn. And a lot of the mystics, people like Eckhart Tolle and, and Byron Katie, uh, uh, Bill from uh, AA, uh, all had a crash and burn experience where they said, wait a minute, there must be another way of looking at this. <clears throat> and they started questioning their own beliefs. So you might say when, you, when you're willing to look at your own beliefs and start to question anything that takes away your peace, that is something that, that basically is something worth your looking at. If, if you're looking to acquire something in this world, that's the ego that keeps saying, keep looking, Dove, and, and you'll find what you're looking for. But, but the, the, the motto, the mantra, the mantra of the ego is, look and do not find because it wants you to keep looking outside of you it doesn't really want you to look within you where you do have the peace the love and the light that you think you're going to get if you achieve something out there is that is that helpful yeah no that is helpful because i know that you know i think 
you know, at least for myself, when I was reading Eckhart Tolle's work, and I've talked to you about that before, but I started to be aware that, you know, my mind always defaults to the next moment must be more important than this one. So I think that's actually sort of a nice segue actually into the core theme, which is number five, which is I choose to align my will with God's, which is my own. Because when you're talking about the ego, like you said, there's almost this insatiable opportunity, this insatiable desire to always desire something more than this moment or thinking that the, the next moment is going to be better. Okay, excellent. That's, that's exactly what, what the ego is. It's, it's always looking for something in time. You know, sooner or later in time, I'm going to find it. Whereas, as a matter of fact, being here now, and as you mentioned, Eckhart Tolle, that's, that's the name of his book, The Power of Now. To be here now is to enter into your true presence, the, the presence of light, the presence of love is always right here. It's an eternal presence, but you can only experience it now. So eternity is really endless now. It's like it's now. Now, now is not connected to a moment ago is now. So it's always the eternal now here and now. And, and there's no judgments in the now. I see you as perfect. I see you as whole because right now I am perfect and I am whole. So whenever I see you, I'm always seeing myself. But if I'm seeing you in the past, then I have all kinds of judgments. Well, you know, I remember she said this. I remember, you know, yes. so that. So I'm not seeing you at all anymore. I'm seeing my own judgments. Mm. Right, exactly. So I guess if we're going to, you know, move on from the past and kind of release control of the future in a way that's, you know, an opportunity for us to align with just accepting things as they are now. And so I know you mm -hmm. talked earlier about kind of that there's a lot of maybe ambition when you're younger, and maybe you desire that a little bit less as you sort of get older. I mean, when we're talking about the core theme number five, when you're aligning with God's will, is God's will something to work towards? Or is it just, uh -uh. Okay. you know what I mean? Like, it almost seems like it's yes. to be ambitious to work towards God's will, but at the same time... Yes. Yeah, there's a that's an excellent. I was going to say that's an excellent question because that that mm -hmm. actually is what truth is. It's not that we have two different wills. Like God has His will, and you know I can do what I want, and you know God doesn't like it. Well, you know I don't know what He's going to do about it. You know, <laughs> no. The truth, the, the truth is, we share one will. Lesson one hundred and one of the three hundred and sixty-five Cross Miracle lessons literally says. God's will for me is perfect happiness. That's God's will for me is happiness, is, is to be joyful and happy. Lesson 102 says, and I share God's will for my happiness. So we share the same will. It's not that we have two different wills. Now, the way we got here, you know, it's, as the Course of Miracles says, uh, uh, in eternity crept a tiny mad idea and the son of God remembered not to laugh. He took it seriously. If he had laughed and didn't take it seriously, I guess we wouldn't be here. But that tiny mad idea was, I want to be special. I want to be different. I want to be more. 
And that's exactly what the ego is. The ego sees that it's very special, certainly much more special than most of the people around it, although notices that some people are more special than it. I want to be different. She says, you know, there's, there's 8 billion bodies on the planet and I'm mm -hmm. certainly, I'm different from you and we're all different. We have different bodies. We have different personalities. Everything is different. Yeah. And I, I want more like, like what I have is not enough. I see you have more than me and I, I want to, I want to have what you have plus more than that. And in the course in chapter 29, section eight, he actually uses, he says, do you know what the, what the, what the word more is? It's really an idol. It, it, it's an idol that we worship to have more. I guess that's where the word ambition comes from. I want, I'm, I'm ambitious. I want more. I, I, you know, I grew up over here, but I want to be over here. So I have an ambition. So more is or ambition would be considered an idol. And that's idol worship, basically. And now you're either worshiping something that is not real like more, better, different, special, or I want to remember the peace of God, mm. which I already am. I am the peace of God. Yeah. You know, when you were talking there, I was thinking to myself, when you're worshiping or wanting something more, it's something outside of you, right? And so if it's something outside of you, it could be taken away. And so if you equate your happiness or your worthiness to something that can be taken away, then in a way you're always struggling to maintain it, or you're always struggling to attract more to ensure that, that, that you're never diminished. And yet when we talk about the truth of God or the truth, I guess that would mean that that is always within and therefore can never be taken away. And therefore your cup is full, regardless of your outside circumstances. Exactly. Exactly. And my birthday lesson, I, I call it my birthday lesson because I was born on, on the day that lesson 133 actually is, it was May 12th in a leap year. It says lesson 133 is I will not value what's valueless. What's valuable belongs to me. And it says exactly what it is that you're saying. If something is temporary in value, it begins in time and ends in time. Something of this world, which begins in time and ends in time, has no value to you, the eternal. Peace and light and love and joy are eternal values. You always have them. You come here with the light and you leave only with the light you can't leave with anything else. I always like to use the metaphor. How long do you think Las Vegas would last if when you went there for the weekend and you won a lot of money and just as you were about to leave, they took all the money back. How long do you think people would keep going to, to Vegas? Well, that's the same thing with this world. You, you know, you, you, you work for something, you, you try to get something, but, but you don't bring it home with you. And, and we all come home with the same thing that we came here with, which is the light and the love and the peace of God. And that we always have. Beautiful. So that's actually perfect to now talk about the core theme number six. Can you introduce that for us, please, Dove? Yeah. Uh, six is I choose what I would see. I decide what I experience. And, and basically, um, we always have a choice. We do have a choice in this world. If I want to see something outside of me as doing something 
to me, then I'm, I will always be at the effect. I will always be where something outside of me has power over me. But when I choose to see that I'm the cause and anything that happens to me, I have asked for and I have received exactly as I have asked, I don't blame, shame, or guilt anyone outside of me. Whenever you do blame, shame, or guilt, the guilt stays over here. And guilt is the one thing the Course is out to eliminate totally. You, you can only feel guilty if you think there's somebody out there. People don't normally say, I feel guilty. But you see a lot of people out in the world who are guilty. You know, the, those people should never have done that. I, I wish you didn't say that. You should have done something else. Always seeing the person out there as being wrong, and I'm over here being right. But what happens is you're always speaking about yourself because there's a line in the course, three words, sentence, chapter 21 in the introduction. Projection makes perception. The world you see is nothing more than an outside picture of my own inner condition. If I have guilt over here, I don't want that guilt. It's like a hot potato. I want you to feel guilty so that you get punished. I don't want to be punished. Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I guess, you know, it feels to me that a lot of this is about dismantling the ego in a way, because when we think about the ego, if we think that we're less than someone or more, you know, better than someone, that's the ego. So do you think that a lot of the basis of the teachings in the course are about recognizing that the ego is kind of overshadowing who are who we really truly are? Yeah, and absolutely. Unpacking that. Yes. Yes, uh, you, you can say the whole course is about undoing the ego. Right. The ego basically is like a, a costume or a mask drawn down over your face that's always looking outside with, you know, body's eyes, body's ears, body's brain is always focused outside. And it's always, well, you know, I'm right and they're wrong, or maybe someone else is right. I'll learn from them. But it's always something between you and them. In truth, that's why the name of the book is called Into Oneness. We are of one mind. We are all equal. So the, the one condition necessary for the peace of God, which is what I am, is equality. With, when, when you see inequality, inequality or unfairness or differences, or some are more special than others. And, you know, these days, there's a pretty big thing that people protest. They say, no justice, no peace. But they're really saying without equality, there's not going to be peace. So people are now fighting for equality. And I say that equality is the new integrity. Now, the good news is, in truth, we are all one and the same equal. That's the truth. But the ego doesn't see it as that. It's constantly comparing one with the other, making some things better than others, making some, some, some people more guilty than others, always seeing differences. So as long as there's differences, there's no equality. The ego can never see sameness because it's only focused on differences. It only sees this is different from that. This is different from that. That's all it sees. 
it doesn't see it sees form form and it doesn't live in content content is either love or fear and it's and the fear is nothing more than a call for love i i i've lost my way i i i need help uh i i don't know you know people are hurting me people are doing things to me so i live in fear and i have to defend myself people are attacking me and you know it was it was freud that said fight or flight should i fight back or should i run away that's how the ego is always looking looking at things but uh as as ken wapnick who is my teacher said a great metaphor is if you think you're sitting in a sandbox and somebody's kicking sand in your face and you're thinking, what should I do? Kick sand back in his face or should I just leave and, and ignore him? That's how the ego acts. He said, no, the real question is, if you find yourself sitting in a sandbox, recognize in truth, there is no sandbox. <laughs> you're dreaming this dream, thinking that something outside of you is, is going to hurt you or attacking you and you have to defend yourself never never feeling whole perfect and complete as god as love created you do you think there's any positive qualities that the ego has cuz i was actually having this conversation the other day and and i was under the impression that you know maybe sometimes it's good to have the ego because the ego you know, like, let's say I have a message I want to share with the world, you know, maybe if I didn't have an ego on some level, I wouldn't feel called to share that message. But then do you have to look at the intention behind that desire? Okay. Or yeah, what Every, okay, everyone has an ego. If, if you if you're here in body form, you have an ego. Now, there's nothing really wrong with the ego. But but when the ego controls your mind, and judges you and judges others. You know, it doesn't only judge others, it judges you whenever you feel, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I wish I said some, something else. That's the ego talking to right. you, telling you that, that you're not good enough. So yeah. people who, who feel that they uh, are unworthy, that they, they, they haven't lived up to what they wanted, to, they wanted to their ambitions, to their goals, that's the ego telling them that they, that they aren't good enough, that the other people are better than them. So the ego lives by comparison. Now, you need an ego to, to, to drive a car in this world. You definitely need an ego. The ego knows the rules of the road and knows, knows where to stop, where to go. It, it looks at the, uh, at the gas thing to, to go to the gas station to, to put some uh, patrol, petrol in. I mean, the ego is important to you in your everyday thing, but to allow the ego to run your, your, your mind is to allow yourself to be controlled by a thought system which has nothing to do with the love of God. And in a way that's unconsciousness as well, isn't it? When you're allowing the ego to run, it's almost as though what you're on autopilot or uh basically uh the course uses a couple of expressions mm -hmm. we are the dreamer of the dream meaning that we're the with it with a cause of what we see it's not that this, this world just came by accident i was born into a world i have known nothing about i actually came here 
to actually experience what it's like to be special, you know, to be dove, you know, uh, to win, to, to achieve, to be better. That's what I came here for. Uh, then finally you come to a place where you realize, but there's nothing there. So what? <laughs> you, you're doing all yeah. these things and, 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 and you feel that some people are going to take something away from you or some people can attack you and, 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 and you resist the things of this world that you don't like. The way to remember the peace of God is to begin to accept all things exactly the way they are. So if somebody comes to me and they call me a dirty name or they say something that's insulting. You know, if I think that that's an attack, well, then I think I'm this this person called called Dove. Mm -hmm. But when I stop identifying with this body called Dove and begin to realize that I am the cause of my dream i'm the dream of the dream mm -hmm. i realize that everything that happens is really a lesson for me to learn that the world is really a classroom where we come to learn lessons mm -hmm. and everybody's life experience has many lessons in it and as 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 pima uh Chodron, who's a great buddhist teacher here in the united states says the lesson never leaves you until it's learned so you can leave one person who doesn't treat you well and run off to find another person that you think is going to treat you well. But if you left that person because you feel unfairly treated, you still haven't learned the lesson. You're, just, you're still going to persist in feeling unfairly treated no matter where you go. Mm -hmm. Because in truth, we cannot feel unfairly treated unless I ask for it and I receive it like I have asked. So some egos would say, well, well, that's ridiculous. I would never want to be unfairly treated. Yeah. But the truth is, but the truth is, we do want to feel innocent and feel that the victimizer who's doing it to me is guilty. So mm -hmm. I can feel innocent. I won't be punished. They'll be punished. Feels complicated sometimes, don't you think? The ego is a complicated animal. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> There was a, there's a great line in the course. It says, simplicity is of God. Complexity is of the ego. The ego has so many different levels of figuring so things good. out. Well, you know, at this level, I can accept him, but at this level, I can't. I can't trust him all the way. Mm. So there's all kinds of, but, but in, 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 in the mind of God, everything is simple because all are equal, equal. Mm -hmm. There's no different levels in equality. No, you're talking earlier about essentially being the observer and recognizing that, you know, Dove is a name that you were given and, you know, you have a personality that you've taken on and, and that sort of thing and that you're the dreamer of the dream. So it seems that in a way that we're playing this game, how do you kind of, you know, maybe you, you haven't, I, I don't know, but how do you kind of separate yourself from the, the difficult things that happen in life and and not internalize them and, and and see the the light within you know challenging situations i mean how, how have you okay. yeah how have you been able to do that That's, over yeah, over your lifetime that, that is an excellent question you might say the course in miracles I, i'll just put up a, a copy of what the course of miracles looks like it's it's three books uh i don't know if you can see it it's 
probably it's there is three books there's the there's the textbook the lesson book which is called the workbook and the and the manual for teachers and and basically when you when you're doing the course it's really training your mind so this is a mind training course it's training your mind to see things differently lesson 28 says above all else i'm determined to see things differently because the way I see things when I come into this world is there's good, there's bad. I'm trying to be good. Other people are bad. And those are differences. And what I want to do is I want to remember who I am is the same as who my brother is. Not different, but one, because that's, that's what heaven is. Heaven is simply an awareness of our perfect oneness. So you might say, when you're doing the course, you're really watching your thoughts. You're watching your thoughts. And you and, and like I could have a thought right now. Uh, I really don't like her because she asked me questions that I don't really want to answer. So <laughs> if I see if I see that thought coming up in my mind, I realize that that is an ego thought. One of the one of the things about doing the Course in Miracles over a period of time is you learn how the ego operates. The ego is always seeing differences. The ego is always seeing that I'm right over here and someone else over there is wrong. So when I see that in my mind, what I do is I forgive it. Forgiveness is the is is the um, is the function of the the students of a Course in Miracles. But this is not the same kind of forgiveness, like I forgive you because you're asking the wrong kind of questions. No, I'm forgiving the thought that I have over here because this, this is the thought that's the cause of my feeling uncomfortable, feeling lack of peace, feeling afraid. The thought is over here. So I have to release that thought. So forgiveness actually looks at the thought and realizes that it's nothing. It was a thought that I made up. It's a thought that I think right. is true, but it's not true. And it's not so who you we'll are. Forgive. Yes. So as you as you forgive more and more, those thoughts don't come to your mind anymore. You, you looked at it and you say, I have no need of this kind of thinking at all anymore. And that's what doing the course is about. It's, it's actually, as we say, it's not only talking the talk, which is what I'm doing now. It's mm -hmm. walking your talk. Mm -hmm. And when you're walking your talk you're not seeing people through the eyes of the ego that's how you walk your talk right so how has you know that helped you deal with loss in your life and you know maybe okay. uh yeah maybe just if you had an ambition yeah. and it didn't work out or i guess i guess you have a lot of peace but i mean when somebody passes over transitions have your your thoughts about that been able to kind of help you cope, for example? Well, uh, in truth, we, we are two different identities. The, the yeah, ego yeah. identity, which, which is my, which is this body called dove, uh, can go through loss. There's no two ways about it. For instance, yeah. I, I lost my wife, which is my, life partner we were, we were together for 43 years we're married for 40 years i just lost her the, uh this year early this year mm -hmm. uh 
and you do go through that, that suffering, that thing. But there's another identity here called the Holy Son of God, who already has everything, who is perfectly cared for, and who God creates as happy. Remember, God's will for me is perfect happiness. Yeah. Now, I can either live in the grievance, the grievances, and poor me, I'll never find another Suzanne, I'll never, yeah. you know, and, and see myself as having suffered a loss. But in truth, who God creates already has everything. It's like, it's like, yes, she was my life partner in this world, but in truth, we already won. In fact, my, my wedding vows, which, which I wrote some 40 years ago when, when I was, uh, I was uh, 41 at the time, I wrote my wedding vows. It said, let us commit our, our relationship, our lives to remember that we are one. And we were one then 40 years ago and we're one now. It's not that maybe her body has left, but she is here in spirit. And, and I actually hear her saying to me, I am happy because that is the truth of our true nature. We are happy. That's beautiful. And I think our listener at home would love to know that your dog's name is also happy, which I've got to that's, meet him before. That's right. <laughs> my, and my dog's name, he's a schnoodle, uh, schnauzer poodle. And his name is Happy. And he came about that name very mystically. And in a way, I, I, we're all connected perfectly. That's so beautiful. So let's talk about, you know, the core theme number seven, because that one talks a lot about separateness. Yet again, there's definitely a theme here where the ego is continuing to separate us and seems like blame others or victimize ourselves or others. So can you talk to me about Number seven, please. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a section in the course called The Holy Encounter, chapter eight, section three of the textbook. And it ba basically says whenever you meet anyone, it's a holy encounter. In other words, we're both whole, we're both holy, we're both perfect, we're both complete. It goes on to say, as I see this person, I will see myself. As I treat this person, I'm going to be treating myself. As I think of this person, I'm going to think of myself. Because in truth, I said earlier, projection makes perception. The world you see is an outside picture of an inner condition. So if I see this person as guilty, mistaken, unworthy, less than, I'm really speaking about a part of myself that thinks I am the same, but I don't see it in here. I see it out there. So, so our brothers and sisters are really true mirrors of ourself. So whenever right. I say anything, whenever I say anything about another person, good or bad, right or wrong, I'm really speaking about myself. So number seven is when I see a brother's mistake, it is my own error I see. So does that basically mean that when I see somebody who has done, done something that I wouldn't do, that they're in, a, in essence mirroring something about myself back to me? Okay. So when you, when you use the expression, something they do something that I wouldn't do, that makes it very kind of finite. And, and of course I wouldn't do those kind of things, but, but I made a judgment on that person, right? which comes from an earlier judgment 
maybe somebody when I was when I was very young wasn't kind to me and, and, and they screamed at me or they hollered at me. And I said and I said to myself, uh, I, I never want to be around rude people again. So I made a judgment. I don't want to be around rude people. Now, the truth is, I myself will never be rude. I'll always be very soft and very gentle. But when somebody around me is rude, I, I see them as wrong. But the wrong is not out there. The wrong is still over here because I'm holding on to my judgment. The judgment right. is over here. The guilt is over here. Everything is always over here, but I see it out there. So our brothers and sisters are our perfect mirrors. Right. I, I have a card, which, which, which I think I, I've mentioned be, before on my business card. It actually says, be grateful for your triggers because they reveal your mistaken beliefs. So the triggers yeah. are when somebody is angry at me or somebody uh, hurts me and some, you know, you know, I want to make them wrong. But actually be grateful because it reveals that I have an underlying judgment that's always been there that has blocked the love I am. It's blocked the light I am. There's right. a line in the course at there's a line in the course at the very beginning. It says, Your function is not to learn what love is. That's beyond the scope of this course. Your function here is to remove all the blockages to your awareness of love's presence. The love is always here. That's what we are. But I put up these blockages, which are my judgments, and they block the light. I'm always looking in a, a dark mirror. Right, so in a way, David, if you see someone do something, do you look at them with no judgment, just accepting what is? Are you to able the best to do of that? my ability yeah to the best of my ability yes yes i mean yeah. th that's what this course is about to see them as myself would i judge myself no why mm -hmm. would i judge them and for sure they're going to say something that would make me judge them by the way in other words yeah. challenge you definitely say <laughs> yeah i mean there's no accident that when you meet people they're going to say something <laughs> That you're going to say, oh, my God, I don't want to be around that kind of person. You have to you have to recognize that, that you have already made judgments. And and the only reason that they're that they are with you now is to offer you another chance to look at the judgment that you don't want in your mind anymore. Mm -hmm. So you're always forgiving that thought in you, not them. Your brother doesn't need your forgiveness. Mm -hmm. You need your own forgiveness. Right, right. Well, that's perfect because the core theme number eight is I do this to myself, I can undo it. I think it's easy when we're talking now to start to be aware of all the things that you know, I guess it actually comes down to judging yourself for all the ways that you've reacted to things in the past again or judging people. And, you know, but I guess the good news is kind of like you're talking about over the course of your life, you've been practicing this. I mean, obviously, you've got it memorized that you can change, you can undo, you know, maybe the way that you did look at the world at a, at a previous time. Yes, number, number eight always reminds me of a lesson. And if, if, if a person looks up these things either on the website or basically it reminds me of lesson 198, 
And lesson 198 of, of A Course in Miracles basically says, uh, only my own judgment, my own condemnation can injure me. So when I condemn somebody, seeing them as somebody I don't want to be around, my own, only that judgment can hurt me. And the second part of it, only my own forgiveness can set me free from that judgment. So, so the judgment is there. And the function of anyone who's doing the course is to let go of those judgments in my mind. That's what we call forgiveness. I'm not forgiving them. They, they are just for the sake. They are a teacher showing me the lesson I came here to learn. And if I blame them, I still have the lesson to learn. But I realize I'm doing this to myself. My own judgments are hurting me. So, yeah. so yes, the word undo is there because the, the whole course is about undoing the beliefs of the ego thought system. The ego has a lot of beliefs. Yeah. None of them are true. Not one belief of the ego thought system is true. Not one belief because the ego only believes in differences. Right. Right. So is that the way to tell? I mean, how do you know? if you're looking at something through the ego's eyes or through the observer's eyes, is there essentially just peace and acceptance and yeah. no judgment on the one hand? And then on the other one, if there's any kind of sense of inferiority or superiority or assumptions or anything like that, that's sort of the ego side. Yeah. But basically that's the word acceptance, which you just use is really the way to let go. If I resist, which means I push this person away, I, I don't want to be around this person, I hang up on this person, I don't ever call the person back, I block the person, whatever it is that I do, I'm resisting looking at it. Okay, that's, that, that's like fight or flight. Or I could beat the person up too, I could do that fight or flight. That's, you know, mm -hmm. that's, that's the ego's two choices. Mm -hmm. But when in truth, I realized this person is just presenting a lesson to me that I need to learn. And if I am peaceful with it, I am accepting it and saying, okay. So if somebody calls you peaches and cream, you say, well, okay, I'm not peaches and cream, but that doesn't bother me because, uh, you know, I'm not peaches and cream, but that's, that's a nice thing. But if someone calls you a jerk, <laughs> Wait a minute. Well, who are you to call? Who are you to call me a jerk? You know, right. you're the jerk. I'm not. The, so that bothers you. That takes away your peace. Mm. Anything that takes away your peace, the ego thinks is real. This person just insulted me. This person just attacked <laughs> me. And I have every right to, to hang up and attack them and resist them. And yeah. I don't want them in my life. And, you know, I, I, I don't love you anymore. I want to divorce you. But the only reason you're here with this person is to learn the lesson you came here for, that I am as God created me. Mm -hmm. I am the peace, the light, the love, and the joy. Mm -hmm. Lesson 93 of the course starts out, you who think you're the home of, of sin, darkness, and evil, when you're really the home of peace, light, and joy. Yeah, the ego thinks that that's who we are. Yeah. We have done something wrong, but I don't want to look at what I've done in my life wrong. I want to see what you've done wrong. Mm -hmm. So I keep the wrong over here. I keep the guilt over here. And the, the mind lives in a world driven mad by guilt. Yeah. Guilt needs punishment. 
guilt demands punishment. So I punish myself. I sabotage myself. I hurt myself. I get sick. I go to the doctor. He says, oh, you got this, you got that. <laughs> That's how we hurt ourselves. The mind controls the body. Even though the body, the body's here to support the purpose of the mind. Now, if the, 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 if the mind's purpose is truth, peace, light, and love, that's what I'm going to be enjoying. But the mind's purpose is being right. You want to be right or do you want to be happy? You know, you, yeah. you're going to see others as wrong, right and wrong, good and bad. That's the belief in differences or the belief in separation or the belief in guilt. Right. So I know that, you know, from listening to you, going through the course is the way that you essentially can work on your, on releasing judgments and being more accepting in the moment and all these sort of things. Before you had the course so well rehearsed and you'd really gone through it, you know, because I know you've been studying this for, you know, ages. I was just kind of wondering whether or not when, if you can recall when you were in a moment where you were maybe judging someone else, therefore judging yourself, whether or not you had a, a mantra or a trick or something to kind of take yourself out of that moment. Because when I'm listening okay. to you speak, I'm like, damn girl, you got some work to do. <laughs> well, okay. You know? But so, again, that's a judgment of, of the, perhaps actually. Right. 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 I, I used to have a mantra, which was the final lesson of the question miracles lesson 365 which he, he repeats for four days in a row, 362, 63, 64, 65. All four days, he's doing the same lesson. It's called the final lesson. I used to do that as my mantra lesson. And what it says is, I give this holy instant to you, Holy Spirit, so you can lead the way, knowing the direction that you lead is going to bring me peace. So I'm saying, I don't really know what this is for. And I'm turning it over to you rather than me decide that I know what it's for and I'm going to do something about it. So I'm okay. turning it over to my higher wisdom. Now, I did that for 27 years. And one day I actually heard the author of the course speak to me or spirit speak to me and said, you know, Dove, close the book already, you know. <laughs> you think you know a lot because you know everything that's in the book. That's, that's how the 12 core themes came to me is I did know pre pretty much yeah. where, where everything is in the book. And I realized even though there's 1300 pages, he's saying the same thing over and over again, which is true. Yeah. Uh, when I closed the book, I changed my mantra lesson from 365 to lesson 25. And lesson 25 is I do not know what anything is for. And that's the truth. We don't know what anything is for. Only the ego knows what everything is for because the ego gives meaning to everything. Lesson one and lesson two seem to be very strange lessons, but when you do the course a couple of times, you realize you don't really need anything else besides lesson one and lesson two. Lesson one says, nothing I see here means anything. Mm -hmm. And, less, and, and you apply it to everything. Like I, I look out there and you know, I see New York City. It doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. But then it says, go on to lesson two. 
just in case you think it means something. Well, one day I wanted to own my own building in New York City. I wanted to do. I wanted to be a, a tycoon, a billionaire. If you think anything here means anything, just remember you're the one who's given it all the meaning it has for you. So yeah. when you realize that, you begin to realize I I don't want to give meaning to these things anymore. Yeah. So. My, my mantra lesson, lesson 25, when you asked me the question, is there a way out of being cornered by the ego? Yeah, I don't give meaning to things anymore. I say, I really don't know what this is for. And you're turning it over to a higher wisdom. Right. You're not planning. You know, I'm not planning what I'm going to say. I'm not thinking what I should do. I'm saying, I don't know. And the truth is, because he says in chapter four, Ask of all things in this world, what is it for? Because you don't know. This is not your home. This is like a classroom. Yeah. Do you think it's also because the ego in a way wants to figure everything out and it doesn't matter? Absolutely. Ego, ego right. wants to be right. It's going right. to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a, a great line in the course. It says, Ego analyzes, it does, it analyzes everything to death. I shouldn't have said this. Suppose he says this, well, I'll say this. Everything is, is, is broken down into, into little pieces and parts. And then it says, ego analyzes, or I call it analyzes, and <laughs> spirit accepts. Yeah. Spirit simply accepts all things exactly as they are. Right. That's lesson 268. Let me accept all things exactly as they are. Mm -hmm. that, that kind of brings us to, to, uh, to the ninth of, of, the, of, the, uh, of, of the 12 core themes. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, let me rest in God. All that I do is under his guidance. So I'm turning it over to God. I'm turning it over to the Holy Spirit. I'm turning it over to one who knows who I am because I don't know who I am. So I'm yeah. turning it over. And and lesson and uh, and uh, lesson one thirty five, which which is one of the longest lessons in the course, it's twenty seven paragraphs long. And paragraph eighteen is my favorite go to paragraph. And I'll, I'll repeat it here. He says, "What can you not accept? Accept if you but knew that everything that seems to happen, all events, past, present, and even to come, are gently planned." for you by one whose only purpose is your good. So yeah, if we beautiful. knew that everything is happening for our good, maybe we would not react and we would accept things more easily. I accept almost everything more easily. I don't have to question why, why is this happening? I accept yeah. it. Right. So for example, if you wanted something to work out and it didn't, you would know that it's because something else is coming for you that's better yeah. or that's that yeah. serves you. Yeah. You know, we don't need to put better on it, but that that serves you for your own journey. Yeah, my ego wanted it to work out because yeah. ego has an the ego has an investment. The word investment is I'm I'm attached. The Buddhists use the word attachment. I'm attached to the outcome. When you say I do not know what anything is for you're not attached to the outcome that happens in time. Yeah. You're taking yourself out of time. The ego lives in time. It lives in the past and makes the future hopefully better than the past, mm -hmm. but it never lives in the present. 
by saying, I do not know, you get back to the present. Yeah, I love that because it's so funny how many times, and I know for me in my spiritual journey that I had a bit of a, not trying to sound dramatic, but a bit of a mental breakdown about five years ago where I was overanalyzing everything. I'd done a bunch of courses and I was trying to, you know, over, overanalyze and find the roots of all the things and all that kind of stuff. And it, it seems to me that, well, I know what set me free from that was to recognize that the present moment was all that really mattered and all that there was. And so I, I like how you're talking about how I don't know what any of this is for, because I think that we have this insatiable need to figure it out. And when we're taking the time and we're sitting here and we're processing and we're figuring it out and we're rehashing our drama, we're rehashing the, he said, she said, et cetera, et cetera. It does. Like you said, it takes us away from the moment. It takes us away from accepting things as they are. And, and we miss life when we act yeah. that way. It's also, it's also about self-acceptance. I'm accepting myself exactly right. as I am. Right. What you were just saying reminds me, there's a section of the course, chapter 18, section seven, called I need do nothing. And he says, yeah. these four words, if you are truly loyal to this course, that you show your allegiance, you're not doing a lot of other things outside of the course, just remember, I need do nothing will save you a century, a hundred years of contemplating and thinking about it, trying to figure it out, analyzing. And that's what we do in life. Yeah. We're, 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 the mind is always filled with thoughts, but those thoughts are not our real thoughts. Those thoughts are the ego's thoughts. It's always yeah. comparing. It's always thinking I should have, I could have, I would have. Those are all ego words. Should have, could have, would have. Always saying that you didn't do good enough. Yes. And in that, you know, it's a great segue again. I know I keep using the word segue, but I, that's the only word I know for this <laughs> is to number 10, the core theme, number 10, which is everything is a lesson for my healing when seen correctly. I love that because it's all about, I don't know. It feels like in a way that when we're talking that, you know, you kind of can see that we're really broken as people when the ego is leading us astray. And, you know, when you come back to the principles of the, of the um, course, like you're talking about, it really is about love. And like you said, happiness and acceptance. And, you know, that does bring about an amazing healing when you're able to embrace those characteristics or those, those mindsets. Yes we already have everything that's real yeah, yeah. the introduction to a course of miracles says this entire course can be summed up in these few lines he's going to sum up 1300 pages in these few lines that which is real cannot be threatened no one can take away from you mm -hmm. the eternal values that are given to you right that which is unreal which is the ego's belief system doesn't even exist <laughs> it's like a dream we're in a dream and we're dreaming that these things are happening to us herein lies the peace of god so the peace of god is knowing that you already have everything yeah that, 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 that we never really left home it looks it appears that well i was born in a body in the year so and so and i got maybe got a hundred years to go and you know you know and 
so, so that's the logic of, you know, that's, that's what Ken Wapnick calls two plus two equals four logic. The world right. will always say, well, of course you're born in that year and, you know, you got four score and 10 years to, you know, hopefully be healthy and live, you know, and then, and then it's all over. That's two plus two equals four. Mm. He wrote, he wrote a whole book, a whole workshop, um, which is on video audio called two plus two equals five. Because the, the whole is much greater than the sum of its parts. If you go along with the ego's logic, right, it, 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 it it's also it's always rationalizing. It's well, it could have happened. It shouldn't have happened. It should have happened. It could only have happened. And it's always thinking that things could be better. Yeah. I could have more things. Things could be different. No, yeah. they can't be different. You're always the equal, whole, complete, perfect son of God. Do you find that, you know, it's difficult to relate sometimes to people who want to live in the past or in the future, you know, when they're like, Dov, remember that time, da, 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 do you know? Cause you just accept things as they are. I mean, do you engage I, I in accept, conversations yeah. about the most past, loving past situations okay. and stuff, for example? I, I, yeah, I do. I do. Andrew, but I don't, I, I don't have a charge on it. I, I don't have right. an attachment to it. Right, I don't right, want right. to be right. right. I accept the, the most loving thing I can do with a person is accept them where they are and where they're not right now that's where they are yeah and and one day they may say maybe there's another way of looking at this but it's not it's not for me to bring them to that if they ask then i can speak to them about it but as long as they are in their dream you know it's, it's like when a child is dreaming and is having a bad dream you, you don't shake them and say you're dreaming and you know slap, slap his face wake up wake up mm. uh you you allow them to come to a natural completion of that of that of that dream and 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 everyone right. comes to it in their in their own time right right there there is a there is a a line in the introduction the same place i just read uh, that which is real can't be threatened but there's a line that says this is a required course only the time that you take it is voluntary and it doesn't really mean a course in miracles, by the way. It could be Buddhism, it could be Hinduism, it could be whatever it is that you're doing as 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 a path. Yeah. Uh, and and the only reason I do a course in miracles is it says a miracle can save you a thousand years the way you count time. So miracles can actually uh, collapse time, so you don't have to keep doing the same thing over and over again. But right. you're doing this with your brothers and your sisters. And you get to see who who the people in your dream are. The people in your dream yeah. are really someone that you asked to be in your dream. It's there's there's a section called dream roles, chapter 29, section four. It says no one can do anything to you in your life except the role that you assign to them. So if someone calls you a jerk, you you want it to be so that you can learn the lesson that you're not a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And so I guess, you know, that's actually a really good one because when we're talking about the core theme number 11, it's my one function is true forgiveness. So when you understand that you're not a jerk, it's just forgiving yourself in a way for all the times you thought you were a jerk, called yourself a jerk, allowed other people to call you a jerk. And yeah, forgiveness is a hard one, isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I go further than that, by the way. I go, go further, further than yeah. forgive myself for the times I was a jerk. You, you get to see you're watching a movie. Like if you go into a movie theater and you're watching a movie screen. Now, the world is like a four dimensional movie screen. It's like a virtual reality movie screen. And we think that the world is the cause of our of our mistaken beliefs, the world is doing this to me, the world is unfair, the world is unjust, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, when you're in a movie theater, you are aware that there's a projector behind you that's projecting this out on the screen. Now, if you identify yourself with one of the figures in the movie, yes, you think that you better be afraid of certain people. I, I, I better avoid this guy because I know that this guy is not a nice guy, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But when you step back and you begin to realize that you're watching a movie, you're watching, you're the dreamer of your own dream. And at any time, you can not only can stop believing in the movie, you can walk out of the theater. There's an exit. And you can walk out of the dark theater into the sunlight and there is no more movie. So what we call the world is really a virtual reality world, not too different than virtual reality that we we know we put on a headset yeah. and all of a sudden we're on we're on Hawaii or not. We're on the moon or in the Arctic. Yeah, you know, it's, it's virtual reality. We take the headset off we're, we're right back here again. Well, we're not really here in virtual. Our body is here learning lessons because the world is a classroom my life is a classroom to learn lessons and that's what number 10 says everything is a lesson for my healing when seen correctly so the healing is to remember the truth of what i am to correct the errors in my own mind that's what the healing right. is right and then forgiving yourself is part of that as well Forgiving your thoughts about yourself. Right. Giving your right. thoughts about yeah. yourself. Yeah, because it all stems from our thoughts. I remember I learned such a short time ago, you know, probably four or five years ago, around the time I started reading Neckar Tolle, where I went, oh, wait a minute. I don't need to believe everything I think. That was such an aha moment for me where I just thought to myself, if I had known that from day dot, I would have saved myself a hell of a lot of grief. That's, that's, that's a line from Eckhart Tolle, a famous line. He says, watch your thoughts, but don't believe in them. Yeah. Watch your thoughts, but don't believe in them. Yeah. And people who practice Zen yoga, are, they, they have a saying, uh, uh, allow the thoughts to enter through the front door and, and watch mm -hmm. it go out the back door. Don't serve a tea. Don't entertain <laughs> your thoughts. That's so good. The most intelligent thing that you can do in this world is not to entertain your thoughts. I had somebody ask me the other day, they said, okay, so, you know, you do all this stuff about positive thinking and yada, yada. And they're like, what? so you release the negative thoughts, but what about the positive thoughts? You know, do you give a weight? to them as well. And I said, no, you don't give weight to them. But for me, I, I replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Uh, Cause I find that that's helpful for me. And at the same time though, I don't, I work on not believing either, you know, I don't get high on my own supply, so to speak. So it kind of sounds like that's what you've just implied. There is that almost in a way, no matter the thought you don't serve it tea. Okay. 
uh, I use the word uh, to make an affirmation. Uh, when I started out in life, I did think that my affirmations, like uh, I'm, I'm a holy person, I'm a good person, uh, I, I love animals, you know, that those <laughs> affirmations were, you know, but when you really look at it later, you realize that you're giving meaning to all these things and only the ego gives meaning to things. Right. So having no thought at all is better. Yes. Allowing your mind to be clear, open, still and silent. Yeah. Is, is remembering that the world you're looking at is a dream. You want to yeah. wake up from the dream. The Course uses the word salvation, and it says only salvation can be said to cure. That's Lesson 140. Only salvation can be said to cure. In another place in Lesson 44, it says salvation is your happiest accomplishment. It's also the only thing that has any meaning to you mm. because it's the only thing that you can use in this world. And what is salvation? Waking up. Waking up from the dream walking out of the movie, realizing you're watching a movie. You don't want to, you, you have no investment in watching the movie anymore. Right. Like the movie is like Netflix. The movie is, is like a Netflix. You, 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 you're, you're actually binging on, oh, what's, what's the next thing that's going to happen? What's the next thing that's going to happen? And you keep coming back and Netflix is very addictive because you always want to see what's going to happen next. Actually, there is no next. It's always now. Mm -hmm. It's always now, the eternal now. And eternity is nothing more than endless nows of peace, light, love, now. Beautiful. It doesn't change. Mm -hmm. I find that for myself, you know, kind of like what you're talking about before with the, you know, in a way it's on a journey. And I think that you know, for some people, even recognizing that they think thoughts at all is, is kind of a new concept. So, you know, if you had to kind of guide somebody through a bit of a process, I mean, for me, I, I became aware that I was thinking thoughts. I became aware I was thinking negative thoughts. I started replacing those thoughts with positive thoughts because at least I could deal with them in that way. And then over the last five years or so, I have been working at cultivating and creating less thoughts and more space. Is that kind of, a, in a way, a logical way of going about it? Or how would you recommend okay. somebody get started? You know, because that's what I okay. did, but that's not necessarily, you know, well, helpful okay. for everyone. Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned two different things in that. One was <laughs> I replaced one thing with another. And that's kind of a replacement therapy. And there's a number of pads that, that use that, replace this with that because it, 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 it's more peaceful to you. So that is not the course of miracles. You're not replacing one thing with another. Right. You're letting go. You're letting go Entirely. of everything. Yeah. In, in lesson 189, paragraph seven, that's the one place I came to in the course where I realized that this course was not written by an ego by a person. He says, he says, simply do this, be still. Do not take with you one thought of what you are or what God is. Nothing you ever thought was true or real or good or right. Hold on to nothing you were ever ashamed of. Do not take with you one thought you have ever learned from anything in this world. 
forget this world, forget this course. Now imagine he gives you 1300 pages and says to forget the whole forget thing it. and come with holy empty arms, holy empty mind unto your God. Mm -hmm. So doing the course is about emptying your mind of everything right. that it thinks is true yeah. or real or good or right. right. We don't know what's really true, or good or right. Right. We, we, the ego knows because it gives meaning to, well, this is good and that, and that's not good. Yeah. But you it's like a reset. The egos, excuse me. It's like, it's a reset. You're resetting yourself. Yes. You're, yes. you're, you're trying to reset is a good word. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like when your computer goes gafui, you, you want to restore yeah. System restore, you know, control all delete or system restore. I want to go back to source. Yeah. The entire course is about return to source. Yeah. It's you're right. It's it's a system restore. We're, we're restoring to source. Mm -hmm. Source For, knows who we are. We don't. Exactly. And for our listener at home, who, if, whether or not you've, you've been exploring the course or not, if you go back and you look through some of the previous episodes, we released a mini episode where Dove is suggesting how to go through the course. So if you are wondering how to get started when you hear 1300 pages and you're thinking, I don't even know where to begin, please go and check out that mini episode or listen to our very first interview where we went over it. Well, yeah. A Course in Miracles is published by the Foundation for Inner Peace. They have a website called ACIM.org. And if you go there, they give you all the lessons. You don't even have to buy the book. But if you are going to do the course, I would recommend getting the book. But you go to ACIM, which stands for Our Course in Miracles.org, and they give you the entire thing. You can do it right there. And, and, I, and the only thing it asks is don't do more than one lesson a day. So since there's 365 lessons, if you do one lesson a day, it takes you one year to do the, the, the lessons. And it took me two and a half years. So I can, you know, so obviously I didn't do a lesson a day. Yeah. But there's some people, there's some people who do it in a year. Some people take five years, but yeah. that's up to you. You always go at whatever pace you want to go. I love that. And for me personally, when we did our first interview, I hadn't started it. I mean, I had started it once and I, I was like, I don't even know what to do here. And you guided me on how to get started. And so I started doing the lessons and then I got out of the habit. I moved it away from the side of my bed and then I decided I would restart and I've moved it away from the side of my bed again. So I'm going to go and pick it up and put it back beside me because I know talking to you that this for me is my truth. But like you said before, it, you know, you might not find that's your truth. You might find Buddhism or there's something else that's available for you. And that's one of the that's reasons right. why I have this right. podcast is to give, give you at home an opportunity to explore different opportunities to, you know, find your own truth, different ways, different paths, different directions. So David, it, yes. yes, go ahead. I was going to say, whatever attracts you is perfect. Yeah. People who do the course usually find that somehow the book found them. Somehow, somehow it fell into their lap. Somehow they met somebody who said, do this. And there mm -hmm. was something was that. But many people do exactly what, what you were talking about. There's so many stories of people who took the book and threw it out the window. They, 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 they threw the book against the wall. They, they, they would put it in, 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 in the garbage pail. 
there's so many lessons that would get you to do that. One I'm thinking of, lesson 128, says there's nothing in this world I want. And more people stop doing the course at that point because they think the course of miracles is maybe to have a miracle happen in their life. They're going to find the right partner. That right. They're going to they're have the right occupation. But the course is not for that at all. But yeah. if you think the course is to, is to give you a better life, it doesn't do that. So yeah. somehow you weed, your, you weed yourself out if you're using the course for survival. The course is not about survival. The course is about remembering the truth. Yeah. And also, I guess when you're talking there, I was thinking to myself about how it's, it seems to me, I mean, obviously I haven't read the course fully like you have, um, but it's about finding happiness now, regardless of anything else around you. It would, it would seem to me that Dove, you could go sit on a deserted Island by yourself and be just as happy as a, in a penthouse in New York city. That's true. Right. That's true. So that takes us to the final core theme, which is number 12. Can you please take us through that one? Uh, uh, we, we, we missed 11. I'll just mention my one function is true forgiveness. My one function. So the function of anyone doing the course is true forgiveness. True forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. That's called forgiveness to hurt or destroy. Like, oh, I forgive you for what you did, but I'm making it very real. I'm making it real. I'm saying you did this thing and it hurt me, but I will forgive you because I'm, 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 I'm bigger than you. No, true forgiveness is I'm, I'm letting go of the thought that I can be hurt. I'm letting go of the thought that I am unworthy, inadequate, that I, that, that I have done something wrong, that I, I am guilty. I'm letting go of those thoughts within me. So forgiveness has nothing to do with the other person. The other person is released when you release yourself. Yes. So we both are freed. We're both free together when I release myself. So when you're trying to release yourself or when you are releasing yourself, do you say, I forgive myself? Or again, that's a thought. So do you just, yeah. I mean, how do you even begin that? I, okay, I, I get a little bit more uh, precise than forgive myself. I, 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 I look at the thought, whatever the thought is that was, it was hurting me, and seeing this person hurting me, that's a that that's a, that's called a judgment. Right. I, I made a judgment that that this body over here can be hurt by that body over there. That that's a belief in separation. The only real mistake is the belief in separation, and it's not the separation between myself and you. That's done at at the level of virtual reality or the movie. It's really my belief in my separation from my creator, God, who created me as himself. So if I think that I am this body, well, I don't think God's a body. I think God's somewhere else, but he doesn't know about me. I'm, I'm hurting and he doesn't care. You know, so Mother Teresa has a, a wonderful saying. She says, if people don't like you, love them anyway. If people don't approve of you, love them anyway. Because in the end, it was never between you and them. 
it was always between you and God, always. Mm -hmm. We're healing our relationship with our father who created us. That's the peace of God. I already have everything that my father gave me. I have denied it. And in coarse language, when you deny something, you, you, you actually are doing something as great as loving God, you are denying God. You, you're in denial of God's love. You're saying, God doesn't really love me. You know, I have to love myself. And in lesson 190, he tells you why you do this to yourself. He says, the only reason you hurt yourself, the only reason is you want to deny your father the joy of his son. You want to deny your creator the joy of seeing his creation happy and joyous. So I right. said, I don't want to be happy. I, I want to be right. God doesn't love me. Why do you think people, why do you think our default is not to want to be happy and, and peaceful and loving towards mm -hmm. ourselves? Like why aren't we like that naturally? I mean, sorry, we are like that naturally, but why have we been taken so far away from that truth? Because the ego is in charge. The ego, this, this, this world is the world of the ego. God did not create a world that looks like that. God does not create things that begin and end. What God creates is eternal. The world you see has a beginning and it has an end. There's a line the course says, this world began in tears, but it will end in laughter. Beautiful. But the laughter is going on over here. It's not, you know, it's not that you're going to be laughing at things out there. In truth, we are home in heaven now. It says those who wait for heaven are merely closing their eyes because the heaven is simply an awareness of our perfect oneness. Remember, my, one, my website is called onemindfoundation.org. And if you do uh, go there, you can, you can write me. There's a place to write uh, to me or to John Mundy or to any, anyone that's on that site. One Mind Foundation is really saying we are a one mind. The ego is not a one mind. The ego is my mind is over here and I don't really care about you at all. That's the ego mind. Mm -hmm. That's why the world looks the way it is. We're so, driven mad by guilt. Yeah, we are. Uh, I've always thought in that, you know, when we transition, yeah, that we, it's better. It's better. It's going to be light and yeah, love. And we're not going to have this negativity, but, you know, do you it find is. that knowing that it's sometimes like, do you find that you're able to embody that here in this plane? Uh, that would be using manipulation. That, that's like manipulating my thoughts. Well, let me kind of hang out after my, I leave my body. You know, that's like playing chess. You know, like, well, I, I'm going to have, I'm, I'm going to do a couple moves ahead. So I, I get to win now. No, no. The only thing you need to do is just to be here now Except and whatever this. happens, happens, happens perfectly. Whatever happens, yeah. happens perfectly. Yeah. I don't need to plan. The ego is always planning. I'll use yeah. the word planning, 
scheming, manipulating, yeah. trying yeah. to outdo, trying to outguess. You don't, none, none, none of that works. Do you think that it's, you the know, only going thing that works is being here now? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I guess going through the course is, is making the difficult things um, not only bearable, but just neutralizing everything. So I guess when we don't have that sort of, you know, looking at. Yeah. Yes. Life. You, you, you enter into a neutral mind. That's, yeah, that's true. Mind. The mindset becomes neutral. Yeah. And as neutral, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't get, get into making any kind of decisions. Yeah. Uh, I would make no decisions by myself. That's a key idea of the course. When you make a decision, you think that you know what is best. The mm -hmm. truth is, we do not know what is best. That's why my mantra lesson is lesson 25. I don't know what anything is for. Mm -hmm. And you hand it over to God. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a woman in St. Louis, uh, Reverend um, Mary Gerard Lenahan. She, she's taken the course and put it in very uh, easy terms. It's just called uh, Pause for Inspiration. And that's the name of her website, Pause for inspiration.org. And what it really says is no matter what happens, just pause, step back, step aside, and mm -hmm. allow inspiration, which is spirit, to step forward and show you the way. That's Beautiful. the exact same thing as the Course of Miracles, but it doesn't use any spiritual words. Yeah. They actually teach it in the schools in St. Louis, and, and she has whole programs. If anyone wants to bring this back to their own home home hometown the you know whatever even even to their companies it's about the ego always speaks first and loudest saying well i know what this is for and i don't like you because of that no i don't know what anything is for let me step back step Beautiful. aside and allow spirit to step forward and to lead the way that's identical with lesson 155 lesson 155 says I will step back and let him lead the way. It's the same thing. That's so great. And I'm sure that our listener at home can agree that, oh, I do, you know, get sometimes those, those ideas or the clarity when I'm in the shower or going for a drive or out in nature and having a walk and essentially pausing and then allowing that inspiration to enter, which is just wonderful. So David, um, I know I'm alternating between calling you David and well, Dove. I apologize. One, oh, yep, yep. I, I just want to take one number, number, number 12, which I yes. call the Alpha and the Omega. What I give, I give to myself. That's really from lesson 126. And there are no exceptions to this. So, so whatever I give to you, I'm giving to myself. What would I want to give to myself? I want to give peace, light, love, and joy. Because yes. whatever I give to you, which, which is I hate you, I, I'm angry at you, I don't want to talk to you, I'm doing that to myself. That's the law of love. The law of love, the law of God is what you give, you give to yourself. Giving and receiving are the same. So I just wanted to complete with that. Yeah, no, I think that's so good. And, you know, I, I know that I've, I've been talking to people before. I, I remember talking to one of my friends and and she said that, you know, we were talking about how we're difficult, how we're hard on ourselves, you know, exactly the themes of what we've been talking about today. And, uh, you know, she made the point of saying that, you know, you'd never talk to me the way that 
you would talk to yourself and vice versa. And I agree with that. And I thought that was so profound, you know, to hear, hear it in that, in that way. And that's exactly echoing what you've said just now that, you know, when we're condemning someone or when we're, we're creating somebody is, you know, making them better than or worse than, or, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is. Yeah. We're doing that to ourselves. So giving what we want to receive. So does that go with, with everything? Do you practice that with everything? That that's, that's, I call it the law of God, the law of mind, the law of love. That's how the mind works. See, if we're one mind, if, we are one mind and we are one mind whatever i give i'm giving to the one mind which is my my mind if we were two minds which is which is the idea of duality two-ness then i don't want to give you everything that's valuable because i won't have it for myself Mm. so i'll give you whatever i want to give you and i'm going to hold on to the really good stuff myself but if you do that, you are denying yourself because you are depriving yourself because I, I want to deprive you of what it is that I have. But when I want to give you all that I am, all that I have, I'm giving it to myself. There's only one self. That's, that, that's the difference between non-duality or Advaita, Vedanta, Advaita, or and duality we live in a world of duality there's yeah. you and me us and them yours yours and mine it's always pronouns there are no pronouns in in oneness there there are no differences in oneness there's no differences differences do not exist in reality only sameness and equality equality is the one condition necessary for the peace of god Beautiful. David, thank you so much for being with me today. I know that we went way over time, but you know, I'm so happy that we were able to discuss the 12 core themes over these two episodes. I'd like to thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and being on the earth and um, helping to inspire those like myself to go through the course and to to create that space to find that truth. So thank you so much. You did mention your website, onemindfoundation.org. I will put a link to that in the show notes for our listener at home, as well as your other information if people want to get a hold of you. And uh, Dub does write back. So if you're going to email him, he'll write you back. He'll send you the 12 core themes if you'd like. And as always, you can pick up his books as well. Uh, into oneness is the one that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Thank yeah. you, Dav. Is there anything I'm, you'd I'm, like to say before we wrap I up? Want to, yeah, I'm, I'm also at another thing that I started about 16 years ago called ACIM Gather, where people are invited to come and teach A Course of Miracles. What they're really doing is they're teaching themselves what they most need to learn. And what we all most need to learn is trust. So you can go to acimgather.com or .us. We have two sites, acimgather.com. And we're on on the, on the internet. You can come there. We also have, if you go there to the, that site, 
because a radio station is on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We're always playing something that really comes from A Course of Miracles or something very close to The Course of Miracles. So acimgather.com or .us. Great way to get to know more about A Course of Miracles. And please do come. We're actually on the internet. You can actually enter the room and actually join us. And if you want to even teach. So the invitation is always open. Beautiful. And you have a Facebook page too, because I've joined it. What? Pretty sure you have a Facebook page as well. If people want. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm on, uh, on Facebook. I'm on One Mind. I'm, I'm sorry. Open Mind. Open Minds for ACIM. Open yeah. Minds for ACIM. We have 31,000 members. Please yeah. join us there. I'm, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, I have a couple names. There's Dove Peace, Dove Peace One, and Dove Fishman. You can meet, find me anywhere. Dove D O V D O V, not 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 the not the bird. Dove, Dove is short for David. In Hebrew, it's David. So Dove like is short for David. So Dove Peace. Beautiful. D -O -V well, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Bob. you, my friend. Thank you. It's always a pleasure being here with you. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.